The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What? Rob, start saying oi. Serious. No, I'm not saying oi. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> We're back this week. We have a Rob pick, which is always interesting. Always guaranteed 100% banger every time. Um. Mm-mm. Book of Shadows 2, anyone? <laughs> Never missed. Sorry. Yeah. We, what? Yeah. What about uh, Blair Witch 2? What about that? That wasn't really a me pick. I was suggested well, by a bunch of takes that I read online that it was good. As far as this show is concerned, it was a you <laughs> pick. Period. But other than that, other than that, all right, 100% bangers every time. Well, no questions asked ever. I wish I had the fucking Portnoy sheet open already. I fucking wish you are lucky. I, we have to move forward, and I don't have it open yet. The Prowler. <laughs> yeah, the Banger. Prowler was mid as shit. <laughs> Banger. You know what? No, I do have it open. Let, let's go down Rob's picks real quick. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. We have no news this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll quickly breeze down. Well, we have a game to play. Uh, we have Rob's movie pick to get to. We have a text message to get to. We do have a bit. But I feel this is important. All right. It, see, the Portnoy sheet is, is set up where we have a list of all the movies in order that we do them. Uh, ooh, look at Rob looking at the Portnoy sheet. Okay, That's right. I'm that. making sure you're not lying to people. I, I, I lying. should also pull up the Portnoy sheet, I guess. Uh, group meeting on air. Dope. I like it. Yeah. And there's tabs <laughs> in the sh- in the the spreadsheet. Oh, shit. There are. You, you put tabs down here. Yeah, I do shit around here. And I don't just pick mm-hmm. up rats, contrary to what people think. And so there's tabs individually for our movies. They get a little messy, but I have them set up to where... There's a different shade of color for shark movies because it's like that's usually a joint <laughs> effort between the two of you. So uh, you have Zodiac in there. That one's all right. That's a banger. Okay. Invisible Man, the remake, stupid fucking suit. Absolute banger. banger. Slasher radio approved banger. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, the Fog. Slasher mid. radio approved banger. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mid, eh, upper mid. Slasher radio approved banger. I'm glad you were saying that because you know I don't think you get to say that again. <laughs> Hell of a deal. Oh, there it is. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Project Two. Banger. You did explain that one. It is not a banger, though. Well, let's let's not get crazy. All right, that right? was a bad pick, but that was influenced <laughs> by other people. All right. 
Stir of Echoes mid. I don't remember picking Stir of Echoes, did I? I think you I did, know. yeah. Night of the Creeps mid. Night of the Creeps is a banger. Candyman 2, that one was good. Slasher Radio approved banger. Okay, then that was the, uh, no. Then you have uh, Jack, uh, did you do Jack Frost? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It was either me or you because Cat wasn't on that episode. Ah, uh, yeah, it, had, it wasn't me. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Jack Frost, you're welcome. Banger. Valentine mid. Yeah, but that was a joke pick more than anything else. Still did it. Seven mid. Banger. No, it, it's a 5.3 is the score I gave it. That's the correct yeah, score. Yeah, but it's, it's Slasher Radio approved. That's, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm not. The Prowler mid. Banger. Jaws 4. Jaws 4. Banger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, banger, but... I, I so Jaws four. <laughs> I did that because it was a like a Greg thing. You still did it to get it out of the way before Greg could do it. And you called it a banger. You gave it a two point three. <laughs> uh, that oh the fuck that kiss movie. Kiss meets Phantom of the Park banger. banger. I gave it a zero. That's on know, you. But a banger. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, TCM two, banger. Uh, yeah, the, the, all right, fine. Hereditary mid banger. Oh, mid, yeah. Sorry, La- Lake Alice. That wasn't you, was it, Rob? I still contend that wasn't me, but I, I don't, don't know. Think that was him. Oh, it was a little bit. It. I think what happened there. We were looking for a Christmas movie, and no one could decide. So I pulled up a list of Christmas movies and just started throwing titles out. Yeah, that that was kind of a. We sort of collectively settled on Lake Alice somehow, even though I don't think any of us had seen it at the time. To be fair, I feel like going forward, you should let us know when you do that. I think he did. I did. <laughs> I started saying, oh. I'll list Christmas movies and here's the list. I We just kept like eliminating stuff one by one because there was a lot of stuff that we had seen and uh, like a lot of stuff we had to pay for. And yeah. like it was just kind of a nightmare picking a movie that year. Yeah. All right. Well, then you had the burning mid banger mid, and then the gungeum, gungeum asylum banger. Asylum banger. Nah, it was banger. Right. <laughs> then you had tusk followed up with I still know what you did last summer. An absolute <laughs> banger. Two bangers in a row. Banger banger. Well, hang on. Let's not get crazy with that. <laughs> like one. It's no tusk. He's getting to the point where he can't say banger anymore either because banger says banger. The because and also it means nothing because he applied it to I still know what you did last I summer. I still know what you did last summer. Stone Cold Banger. Everybody knows it. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. A so there Stone you go. Cold Banger. What the fuck? I only pick winners, baby. And tonight I picked a winner. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I never ever have a reason to hit this button on the show, but I kind of have one now because of you. I drank a beer. What? I drank another beer. All right. There that made go. me happy. That goes on for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cut that one short real quick. All right. Uh, oh, <laughs> drink roll call too. Oh yeah. What are you guys drinking? What are you drinking? Um, I made a uh, drink tonight that I've been thinking about uh, having for quite a while, but um, was debating about which way to go with it. Ultimately, I decided to buy the stuff that I needed to make it on my own. Um, I am drinking a White Russian. Oh. Uh, because white oh. Russian has sounded good for a while, but I never have Kahlua in the house, you know, cause who the fuck buys Kahlua? Yeah. 
gross. Um, I feel like I always have. I feel like I bought one bottle of Kahlua, right. and now it's just always in my house. I, <laughs> like, haven't bought, <laughs> I haven't purchased a bottle of Kahlua since I was in college. You know, like who who the fuck buys that? But um, I I needed Kahlua and vodka, obviously, to make the drink, and I very rarely have vodka either. But I bought vodka for last week's drink. So right. I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just buy a bottle of Kahlua. I got myself some white Russians. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Now, I did consider going another direction, Mikey, and that is Cutwater does sell white Russian in a can. Ooh. Oh. And the margarita in a can from Cutwater mm-hmm. is 12%. The white Russian is 13%. Oh, oh God damn. So it is, it is 1% stronger than the margarita. <laughs> and I know that 1% doesn't sound like a lot, but it might be that 1% between life and death, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah those margaritas yeah. are not fucking around. No. So I did briefly consider that, but I just couldn't get over the thought of a white Russian in a can. Like that. That is a little no. bit upsetting. Doesn't that sound good? So uh, I made my own white Russians uh, and that is what I uh, have been drinking tonight. Okay. Okay. And how many, how much percent you say that was 12? Uh, well, the, the white Russian uh, in a can is yeah. 13 the margarita is okay. 12 alright fair enough Pat you want me to go you want to go uh, I'll go mine's kind of anticlimactic uh, mine I'm naming right now on the spot I'm going to call it Cat's Mistake um, <laughs> it is... <laughs> I have some mistakes here uh, I the drink roll call graveyard was getting a little bit out of control uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't make it to the store this week. So I mixed uh, like a bunch of just like various fruity alcohols. Um, it's <laughs> this thing mm-hmm. has to be like half percent, like like half percent, half um, vodka. Like it's okay. a bunch. Of, I've I've somehow acquired a lot of different flavors of vodka. I've got like <laughs> a lemon and a raspberry and like a cherry and a pomegranate in here. So it's like a fruit cocktail of vodka and uh, cranberry Canada dry from my bloodbath with a little shot of grenadine. It's strong. (laughs) I I can't really taste much of it, uh, like of the flavor. It's not it's not the grossest drink I've had on the show, but I'm scared about how I'm going to make it through this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That that those are the the dangerous ones. Those homebrews. Yeah. But I'm tired of having like a shot of vodka left in the bottom of like six vodka bottles. (laughs) Like it's out of control. Yeah. Hold on. I got to take a picture of my drink. I thought I had one, but that's never a good sign. I it's going to be fun. Okay. I am drinking and it's not, uh, it's, it's slightly misleading when I say it, but it's still, I think, (laughs) God damn it. You know, the same punch it packs. I'm drinking a margarita in a can. Ooh. Okay. It's it's not cut water. It's not. No, that's not cut water. It's not, but I was I was at the Oh, I had to refresh the okay. I was at the tobacco store and they got a bunch of liquor in the back and I was looking through what they had. I see margarita in a can. It's a tall boy too. It is a tall boy, yeah. Yeah. And uh this one is ten percent, Rob. Still pretty strong. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't quite feel margarita in a can drunk yet. I made my way through about a quarter of this some bitch. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about margarita in a can. You think it it's all good and well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now you got to be careful with margarita in a can. I was doing two of those every episode when we when I was drinking them. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. My liver was was going to give up soon. Yeah, and and margarita in a can has become a thing on the show thanks to you, but people don't realize it, man. That shit, it's not a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all thought I was playing around when I was yeah, around, drinking those and being all fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. And then you well, we know better. Yeah, and then you started fucking around and finding out, huh? <laughs> margarita in a can ain't no joke. No, no, it is not. Before we move forward, I forgot to even bring this up. I'm so mad at myself. Horror Court. Oh. Horror Court. Rob Humphrey. I didn't do nothing. What? Mm. <laughs> Cat, <clears throat> this Horror Court, do? I don't need a verdict. I don't need a okay. jury. Rob okay. might, is, I might need an executioner after dealing with him lately. <laughs> But this is more so for me to address the court and the county of Slasher Radio here. And and mostly you, Kat, because you have to deal with it. Uh, I owe Rob one. You owe him one. And this stems from Allie's Discord. Huge clown penis. Allie does a movie night every week in her Discord. Mm -hmm. Uh, She does voting for these movies on her Twitch. Correct. You can submit movies on Discord, and she plays the trailers on, on during her stream, and then people in the stream vote for what they watch in the Discord for the, her movie night, right? Sure. Rob has decided to get involved with that. Uh, Look yeah. at you, finally participating, and you son of a bitch, this is how you got to do it. Rob put up Carousel 3 mm-hmm. yeah. for her... I did. ...for I nomination did. for her movie night, and... I don't know how familiar you are with Twitch, Cat. Our listeners as well. Twitch, when you watch a channel, you can earn these things called channel points. And yeah. you can use channel points for various different things. They're pretty valuable within the channel. And you accumulate them by watching, and then you can use them for random shit. I like to use them to scare the shit out of Al. Costs about 6,000 points per pop. So okay. you can also vote. You can add additional votes for these movies with <laughs> channel points. And I said I'd be damned if I'm going to watch Carousel 3. I got okay. a lot of points in that some bitch. I have a feeling I know where this is going, but all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm also playing DVD with Allie during the time the voting went on. So I'm now in a game getting my ass whooped and trying to vote on this fucking to stop myself from having to watch this fucking movie. Sure. I spent 10,000 points. Okay. And still lost. So I had to watch Karis Health 3 because of Rob. Mikey, here's the thing is that, like, I, you can say that you owe Rob one if you want. Um, I'm not entirely sure how this is Rob's fault because it sounds like there was a voting process, but that's the, that's this is thing. what you get for gambling. I feel like you've learned an important lesson yeah. about gambling points and the failure of the. Uh, like American democracy. Yes, because here is my defense. (laughs) There is a process by which you can nominate movies to watch. I nominated Carousel 3. There were a number of other nominations. I believe five or four or five others that people could vote on. I voted, by the way, in this election one time. That was it. My one free vote. I didn't spend a single channel point to vote any extra at all. And my movie won. I don't see how that's my fault. Yeah, it is your fault. Uh, because you put it up in the first place. That's the reason it was there. And That's how voting works. Yeah, but he knew what he was doing when he did it. 
I was uh, hoping to watch a good movie, a movie I hadn't seen yet that I wanted to watch with a group of friends. I thought that'd be fun. Just like the week before when I nominated Alien Shark and it won. Yeah, I had to watch that the week prior too, Kat. That was a great time for me. I believe it. It, Two good movies back to back. Bangers, one might say. That's right. Mm. Bangers. Nothing but bangers. (laughs) And apparently the art of torturing me travels just every fucking where I go. So, yeah, it was um, people in there wanted to, I feel, part of it. They knew I didn't want to see the movie. I voted one time. I didn't use any of my channel points. And you know this, Mikey, because if it had been me, you would have outbid (laughs) me because you have way more channel points in there than I do. Yeah, I spent the most. Allie can only see the most points spent. So that Mm -hmm. means there were multiple people. (laughs) <laughs> contributing there was like uh-huh. I, I forget where it ended at like 200 votes she had like 25 people watching her and each one had like 200 votes so there was a a group of people voting to piss me off so in the this people, thing the people spoke in the election that's the process so here here's what happened to just sum up that whole situation and why I'm mad A okay. I lost all my fucking channel points that's first of all. I can't even Gambling. scary scream her now. So this is bullshit. So I'm mad about that. Number two, I lost that. I, I wasted the channel. At least if I won, it would have been fine. Wasted the channel points. Three, got tunneled out of that match because I kept having to fucking try and vote to save myself <laughs> from this damn movie. So that happened. So I lost, got my ass whooped on top of it. Four, had to watch Carousel 3. I, I cannot control what happens in those votes mm-hmm. but i have one out of three say in what goes on here okay that's true whenever the time comes when i get my pick you're gonna pay mr humphrey i just want everybody to know i think that is spiteful and a horrible th- horrible way to approach this mm-hmm. i think that you spent your channel points of your own free will that was not i didn't tell you to do that you did that on your own you expected backup from other people, namely, yes. namely a gentleman by the name of Huff who did not show up and did not have your back. That's mm-hmm. not my fault. Yeah. yeah. I would contend that you would have lost in that match of Dead by Daylight anyway because you're not good at the game. Ooh. And <laughs> I would also contend that you didn't have to watch Carousel 3. You got to watch Carousel 3. I will say that does sound like a perk. That sounds like it should have made up for the rest of the experience, honestly. Yeah, I forgot about that. I would like missed. I, I I'm I'm pressing federal charges against Rob Humphrey <laughs> for this one, but I would like a misdemeanor charge placed against one Huff and Puff. Oops, that's the wrong button. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a Huff There's button. Charges. It's in the Huff folder. We won't talk about it. But yeah, he he didn't even help me. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, he didn't want to watch it either. He bitched the whole movie like I did. He hates the, sh- the stupid shark movies. Like, you know, me and him, are we view them the same. He didn't even help me. If I had one other person, it would have been fine. Well, that's where it sounds like your beef lies. Not with me, but with Huff. It, yeah, but he had a point because I bitched at him about it. He, at least he showed up. That's another thing, Kat. It was only me, Rob, Allie, and Huff watching the fucking movie. So whoever voted for it didn't even come watch the fucking thing. <laughs> Again, I can't control that. So at least Huff showed up. I'll give him that. He might have went to get orange juice for about 20, 25 minutes, but he showed up. Yep. Now, I'll give him I will. That. I have also started to make amends. I've already nominated a movie for next week, and it's a banger. You did? Mm-hmm. 
Uh oh. Let's see what shit here. Ouija Shark 2! <laughs> what are you trying to do to me, That's man? If you haven't seen Ouija Shark, you might want to watch it so you're not lost when we watch Ouija Shark 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cat, that's bullshit he'd said when Carousel 3 won. Guess who didn't watch Carousel 2? Well, no wonder you didn't like it. Yeah, and you were lost and complaining about Carousel 3 the entire time because you didn't understand what was going on because you didn't watch Carousel 2. I didn't and, and it's, it's Carousel the second, by the way. we got to say the title right. I don't care. Mikey, I feel like you should be sentenced to watch Carousel 2. That ain't happening. That ain't ha- Unless forced to by the omen and that might be a week where i sit and pull a rob and go i'm not watching that <laughs> but okay uh, i would i would recommend watching ouija shark uh just that so you're prepared said, for, for ouija shark too and i feel like rob isn't going to like what i have to say at the end here but we just like you can't control how democracy works we can't stop you from using your pick for revenge that's yep. a, that is that that's is a true. standard practice on the show that is I, true I that thought we had happens. steered away from it, but it has, I thought you so know, too. there's a history here. <laughs> I would like to point out, though, that on my last birthday pick, I was very nice to us. That's true. Mm-hmm. You were very, very nice I to chose, us. I, and Mikey chose violence with his birthday pick, <laughs> and I had a chance, because every year I get a chance yeah. with my birthday pick. And yeah. this year, even though Mikey chose violence, I said, you know what? I'm going to pick something fun, something we'll all enjoy. And we yeah. appreciated it. But he left out the part where he couldn't find he was upset that that kiss meets the phantom of the park <laughs> 2 wasn't real so well, let's not it's ha- real you it's just it's a that. comic book and i thought you'd throw a bitch fit if i said we had to do a comic book <laughs> yeah we had to throw a bitch fit about that absolutely <sighs> but yeah uh it might be it's it is it is um it might be wrong it is mean vindictive all those things you said spiteful. but we can't stop you i'm coming out and saying it and i'm letting you guys know just know that's not going to make Allie's movie nights any more enjoyable for you. That's another <laughs> thing, Kat. Yeah, he's saying all this shit. He was nice here. He was nice. Here. You, you were nice here. You're finding loopholes around it, though, you son of a bitch. And I see what you're doing. <laughs> Again, it's a voting process. Yeah. Pissing me off is very popular. As you haven't noticed. noticed that. What, you ever yeah. stop and reflect, Mikey? Look, look at yourself in the mirror and wonder what's happening? I do stop and reflect on why it happens to me <laughs> quite often. <laughs> Not quite the way you put it, but thought crosses my mind. <laughs> but yeah, just wanted to let everybody know, let everyone listening know it's coming. I don't know when, but God damn it, it's coming. It might hopefully soon. You know, I yeah. if it's up to me, this won't be a long wait. But I just want <laughs> everyone to know I'm waiting, picking my spot. Well, pick the movie for next week. Okay. Next week. I'm I'm okay with that if cat is. I'm okay with that also. I do want to remind you to aim your revenge very precisely because you still haven't seen Mother and I also have picks coming up. But (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) This one, I already know what I'm going to do. All right. And Kat, you're not going to be that mad. Like This is one, usually when we do things like this, there's splash damage. I was gonna say that's that's the part that can, that scares me about going down this road because very often uh, there is splash damage. Yeah, there is. I, I might have made you guys watch Jason Goes to Hell and didn't watch the movie. Yeah. That wasn't very nice to Cat. I understand. No, 
<laughs> yeah, there was splash damage there. But this one, Cat, I want to assure you, it's not going to be that bad for you. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I feel like, and I'd be okay if it was. I just there would be consequences. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting the brunt of this when I'm also yeah. getting the brunt of how you treated Chris to make him so mad. Oh, <laughs> I don't think we should be bad. talking about that, Rob. <laughs> dirty bastard. Yeah, yeah, very eventful. Also, um, check out uh, Greg's TikTok as well. We're talking about Ali's Twitch, uh, which is a good time. I need to get channel points back on that some bitch. Uh, Greg's TikTok too. Add Darth Gregor. Uh, we're yep. watching this live tonight. Good time. Good times. Always a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So nine one seven three nine seven killed is nine one seven three nine seven five four five five. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. You can leave a text message for the show. You can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll air it. We'll discuss it. Text messages, obviously, we'll read it. This one is from friend of the show, Will the Thrill. Thrill me. Oh, Will. Yeah. Slashy award winner. Yep. Slashy award winner. Oh. Took home the Greg, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. And this uh, this text message reads, hey, Mikey, Cat, and Rob, hope you're all well. I have a couple of things for y- y'all today. I-, I don't like saying y'all. What's wrong with y'all? I don't know. I'm. It's not a word I come across often, <laughs> but I hear other people from other places say it a lot. So yeah. like it trips me. A couple of things for y'all today, a statement and a game for my statement. I'd like to clarify that when I ranked the Halloween movies, it was <laughs> not, it was not based on quality. It was based on enjoyment value. And I'm a Myers fan first. So rather than being a Halloween movie ranking, it's rather a Michael Myers movie ranking, plus what I enjoy watching. Rob, any leniency on that? Absolutely not. No. You get more <laughs> enjoyment out of Resurrection than half the good movies in the first. No. Listen, that might be worse, Will. Damn it. It's not, not worse. worse. I, I think it's worth noting. Um, I, <laughs> And as the previous owner uh, of the hottest Halloween ranking, uh, until you hopped on the scene, <laughs> I, I have to say I respect it. I re- I respect having the awareness to say my favorite is maybe not the critical best, and I'm sticking to it. That being said, resurrection is so high; it's way too high. <laughs> um, go, I'm I'm you not mad at respect. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Trick or treat. Right. Just you saying. Got, you got Mikey's respect on top of it. <laughs> That's a hell of a deal you got there going on, Will. Good job. Hell of a deal. All right. And uh Will continues with saying, uh, to end this off, I'd like to pay I'd like to play flight uh fight, flight, or freeze with y'all. He said it again. Mm-hmm. We, that's Will's game. He said everyone we texts this- us y'all, so Mikey has to say it more. <laughs> God damn it, they're probably gonna do it. <laughs> we played this last a couple of months ago, so if you don't remember how to play, I'll refresh you on the rules. I think he's talking to you there, Rob. Yeah, he, he is, because Mikey and I remember how to play. Why What do you think I wouldn't remember how to play his dumb game? How do you play this game, Rob? <laughs> yeah, fuck Tony Todd, right? Isn't that <laughs> game? You know what? He has a point. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is always you fuck Tony Todd. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have that op- like that option. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go to town. Uh, where did I leave off? I'll give you three horror villains that will attack you and you'll choose whether to fight them, fight, run from them, flight, or stand still and let them kill you. Freeze. Yeah. Well, he said end you. 
Same thing. Characters are as follows. Ooh, Pumpkinhead, Leprechaun, and Krampus. Thank you and much love. Oh, <laughs> he ends it with thank you and much love. And Steve, you got a small. Got a small. Did Will just get a bleep? Does Stevie get those? Oh yeah, does that count as a Will bleep or a Stevie bleep or a Mikey bleep? Because he's the one that had to say it on the show. No. Yeah, that might be Mikey. No, you made me. Allie got a bleep when she wasn't even on the damn show last time, and you gave that one to Allie, so you can't give that one to me. All, All right, right, fair enough. We set it. We set a standard here. That's Will. <laughs> okay, you didn't have to say it, but you know. Yeah, but it was oh. funny for me to say it. Wait a minute. So that means I can just do this. Allie. Wow, Allie, come up on. That's shame wow. on you. Jesus, Allison, calm down. Huge clown penis. All right. Um, that That's a... Mm, does anyone want to go first with Will's, uh, Will's thing? That's a tough... Well, I've already forgotten <laughs> two of the killers. <laughs> I'm going to fuck the leprechaun. Okay. There's who Pumpkinhead, Leprechaun, mm-hmm. and who's our third one? Krampus. Krampus. Yep. Krampus. Okay. So, oh, they're all holiday things. Okay. Mm. I'm letting, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Ah, see, I don't know if I could do it. I was going to say I'd let Leprechaun kill me, like, out of respect. Ah. You know what? Yeah, I would. I would. All right. Yeah, because he's going to be hard to get away from, man. He's got magic. Mm. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like I could fight him. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Here's the deal. I'm fighting Leprechaun. Yeah, I, he's the Are only you? one that I have yes. any interest in fighting. I'm not going to fight Krampus. It's easy to fight Leprechaun. You just put your hand on his head and hold him away from you. and He could just swing away until he tires himself out. But that's not how that would go. And then I'm going to run from Krampus. Because he was slow and old as shit. Well, the thing about Krampus is that you really only have to run one day, like, out of the year, right? right. Like, Krampus is... So, that being said, you have to run in the snow. Mm -hmm. I'm not about that life. But Pumpkinhead can, like, fly and shit. I feel like I let Pumpkinhead kill me. Yeah, Pumpkinhead I let kill me. Because I'm not getting away from him and I'm not fighting him. I like my odds fighting Leprechaun more than I do anybody else. I'm not getting away from Pumpkinhead. So I'll just let him kill me. I'll run from Krampus. Even if it's in the snow, he is slow as shit. Isn't it that famous scene, though, where they knock his head off and he's dead? All you got to do is get that pumpkin off his shoulders and you're good. I'll fight pumpkin head. I'll run from Krampus because the one night you got to survive one night. And I'll let Leprechaun kill me because whether you guys like it or not, he'll kill the shit out of you. Who are you going to fuck, Mikey? You. (laughs) (laughs) That's who it is. I don't know. Tony Candyman's not in this one. I'm fucking Tony Todd. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just that's write that a, down everywhere. Tough one. But he's a good looking man. I'll, I'll rub wieners with him. <laughs> Stop saying rub wieners. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? That was fun though, Will. Thank you. Uh, Will, also, by the way, me. next time you do this, give us yours too, man. Yeah, we're curious to if there was an intended answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care what you think, Will. <laughs> wow. All right. Cat on Discord, Will was playing this dinosaur game. Yeah. And me and Rob were watching it. And like this he was a, a form of pterodactyl. And that thing had no ass whatsoever. <laughs> he was playing as a T-Rex, got his ass killed by some little fucking dinosaur too. She was crazy. 
<laughs> he got fucked up. He couldn't catch that little fucker. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. Will's yelling right now, saying he was lagging. He was, but you still got your ass whooped. Will. That was talking. a fun game. I liked watching that game. I would never in a million years play that game, but it was fun watching Will play it. It was. He tried to fuck a bunch of things too. Remember? He did. Yeah, he was. He was trying to fuck stuff. <laughs> I feel like that's how you go around live. Bro. Weird fucking to... dinosaur game, to be honest with you. It was. Our, our friend Camp Springwood on Twitter sent in Can another. We... Huh? Is he our friend? Friend of the show. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of, yeah, we can't deny that. You know? All right. Um, went ahead and sent us another red pill, blue pill. Um, after we we answered the last one on the show, uh, this one is horror comedies. <laughs> the last so, one went so well. He did it again. <laughs> I well, to be fair, I do think uh, like I mentioned that we did the last one on the show, and I think he sent this one before the show came out so he didn't have a point of reference for how well the last one went i'm going to go ahead and make sure it sends into the chat for real this time here we go but yes for the listeners at home the red pill is killer clowns from outer space freaky the cabin in the woods the blackening the babysitter mithrigan uh and our blue pill we have scary movie Happy Death Day, Warm Bodies, The Final Girls, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. This one's easy for me. It's tough for me. Um, there are more movies on the red pill side that I like, mm -hmm. but the blue pill has what I think of when I think of horror comedy, and that's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I will say, like, in terms of laughs, I think the blue pill would have me, but ultimately what this comes down to for me, uh, the, the only two of these that I rewatch on any kind of a basis are the cabin in the woods and Tucker and Dale versus evil. So, you know, red pill wins for me. Right. Um, right. I mean, I, I'm looking, it's really hard because on the red pill side, I like killer clowns. I like freaky. I like cabin in the woods. I like the blackening. A mid on the babysitter and Megan. Mm -hmm. On the blue pill side, I actually kind of dislike scary movie. I, I kind of dislike mind. scary movie. I also kind of dislike bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes. I didn't hate Happy Death Day, but I did think it got kind of overhyped. I um, like that one. I don't like warm bodies either. See, warm bodies, you know, I'm I'm glad I saw it. I don't think I ever need to see it again. Though, I do like know? the final girls. The final girls is sort of underappreciated, I think. That's true. Um, but I don't think it undoes Tucker and Dale is so fucking good. Really good. That's what I'm saying. It comes down to Tucker and Dale versus Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Also, Tucker I mean, I think the, better than Cabin in the Woods. I think the quality on the red side is just I, I think it's a little bit higher because I think that's the thing. Again, we run into where I'm hung up on really one movie. Like if that was right. anything other than Tucker and Dale versus evil, it would easily be the red pill for me. Uh, Tucker and Dale, I, it wasn't enough to sway me, but it was the one hang up that I had. Yeah. So I think I'm with you, Kat. I think it's going to be red pill for me. 
Mikey makes me nervous because he's a wild card. He also really <laughs> likes scary movie, which honestly doesn't belong on here. It's not a horror comedy. It's just a comedy. It's not. There's what nothing are you scary talking about, about? That fucking movie. <laughs> it's a joke. It's like it's like Dracula dead and loving it. That's not a fucking horror movie. What's scary about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? It, they're Killer Clowns from Outer Space, dude. That's frightening. Yeah, that's like a real horror premise. It, Scary movie is like it's a horror themed comedy movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a horror. Com- Look, if you guys are going to count those fucking shark movies as horror movies, come on, man. No, the difference is that's a horror premise. They had ghost face killing people. What do you the mean? Wayans, the, the Wayans brothers were not interested in making anything that resembled a horror movie in scary movie. That is a comedy. Tucker yeah. and Dale is just as much of a comedy as Scary Movie. No, oh, that's get the not fuck. True. That's a ridiculous statement. No, it's not. That is that's absolutely absurd. ridiculous. The real crime about this also is that because when I think of horror comedy, I think of Shaun of the Dead, and it's crazy to me it's not on either of these. That is kind of silly, yeah. I'm Shaun going to say that it's like the season of The Witch where it would have yeah. been just like too powerful. Yeah, that that <laughs> that is uh, kind of an oversight, but you're right. Maybe that's it, but... Yeah, when I think of horror comedy, the first movie that comes to mind for me is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead is a really good one, too. It's weird that it's not on here. Killer Clowns is what's tripping me out. I really don't want to lose that. But I love Scary Movie. I love Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Happy Death Day was good. The Final Girls was good, too. I, I really don't like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And Warm Bodies, I don't know if I've ever seen that. The other side really just has killer clowns for me. Got Captain in the Woods too, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. The other side just has killer clowns for me. I mean, me. Come on, Freaky is good. Freaky's all right. And it's got your boy Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah. I will say, I think Freaky got a little bit overhyped, but when you put it right next to Happy Death Day, it's like Freaky's looking pretty good. <laughs> I like Happy, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. Like, I, I, I do like Happy Death Day, but I do think Freaky's a better movie. The Blackening, I really liked that. I thought that was really good. Blackening was fine. It it was good, but it's not better than Tucker and Dale, Happy Death Day, or Scary Movie. Or mm, it's probably better than Final Girls for me. Uh, no, <laughs> you and I are so different. <laughs> I, I'm going blue, man. It's not better than Final Girls, but it's certainly better than Scary Movie. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, it's better than Scary Movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I just, the bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. With how quoted of a movie Scary Movie is, you guys are insane. It's quoted because it's it's a comedy and it's funny. There are a lot of funny lines in it because it's a comedy. Tucker and Dale is also a comedy. It's not. No. It's a horror comedy. They're two comedy. very different. The whole premise of it being a horror movie is not real made fun of and in the audience's face the whole movie it's not a horror movie i mean it's got gore but that's it there's nothing there are no elements of a horror movie in scary movie everything is played for a laugh every single thing but scary movie has blood too i mean it it, it has not as much gore as tucker and dale sure but they, people die in that movie they cut a girl's head off it's not even the gore from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale versus Evil has genuinely inventive and cool kills. It has suspense. It ha- it does a lot has of no visual. Suspense. Om- it has suspense. 
It does a lot of visual homages to the horror genre that you don't get in something like Scary Movie. The killer's ghost face. What do you mean? The killer is not ghost face. The killer is dope face with it's a fucking smile face. mask. No, 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 no. Yes. And, and there's social, there's actual legitimate social commentary in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We're not talking about com- comedy uh, or, or, or um, uh, quality, though. We're talking about whether or not it's a horror movie. It counts. If Scary Movie is a horror movie, then Dracula Dead and Loving It is a horror movie. And it's not. Because it's so, the exact same kind of humor, and at least it features Dracula. <laughs> so how is Sharks of the Corn a horror movie and Scary Movie's not? Because Sharks of the Corn is a horror premise, and Scary Movie isn't. Scary <laughs> Movie is a movie about a murderer going around killing people. It's literally making fun of scare, of of Scream, and I know that's the did thing. Last it's summer. making fun of Scream. Like it's a movie that's framed to make fun of Scream. Sharks of the Corn. You don't have to like it. You don't have to think it's good. But it's a movie about sharks killing people. Like it's not. It that, right. that's what we're doing there. They're the same thing. They're making it's not fun the same of. Thing. It's a comedy with a killer killing people. The same thing. Scary movie counts. Rob, help me. <laughs> I can't because there's no winning this argument. It, it's, he's ridiculous with this. Scary movie is not a horror movie in any way, shape, or form. It is a comedy horror movie. 100%. It's a comedy. Yes. You're right. Yeah. It's a comedy that makes fun of the premises of many horror movies. Right. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. They have the Evil Dead camera zoom and everything. Yeah, but they have a horror premise. This doesn't. I don't understand how Ghostface killing people is not a horror premise. It's not Ghostface. Okay, you know what, Rob? We're going to make a shark movie, but we're going to name the shark Ghostface. (laughs) We're going to see whether (laughs) or not it's a horror movie. No matter what we do, it'll be a horror movie. We're going to have him phone people uh, up and be like, (laughs) and make dumb jokes, and Mm. we're going to see. And furthermore, even if I were to concede that it was a horror movie, it's not funny. Oh, it's very That's fu- its biggest crime. Yeah. It's insanely quoted. Uh, lots Fine, of things not are funny. insanely quoted. So a there lot was a of time pe- where Dane Cook was insanely quoted. That didn't make him funny. Uh, it made a lot <laughs> of people think he was funny. That movie is hilarious. Three of those movies are absolutely hilarious. You guys are crazy. I can't. Those movies are awful. dude. Shame on you. Uh, yeah, I'm taking whatever pill doesn't have scary movie. Fuck that movie. I'm taking the scary <laughs> movie pill, 100%. We got to do scary movie one day. I'm going to make you sit through it one fucking If we day. do scary movie, then we can do Barbie. Oh, that actually is a fair trait. No, Barbie is more of a horror movie than scary movie. <laughs> Does because Barbie it has, have ghost It face? has a horror premise. <laughs> this is what I've been saying. Scary movie does not have a horror premise. It's a comedy. Barbie has a horror movie premise. It's basically the same as Antichrist. I I can't say this any plainer. I will concede to watch Scary Movie on the show, even though it is not a horror movie, if you will let us do an episode on Barbie. What is a horror movie premise? It's it's a premise that is unsettling in some way to the viewer. It's why I brought up the social commentary in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, because that has an actual lingering, unsettling effect. I, I think that's fair. I think if you're I think if the 
premise of your movie is to make fun of something, that makes it a comedy. Like, which is my... And I don't even want to call it an issue with Scary Movie. I think it's what makes Scary Movie a more effective comedy in the comedy genre. Because its premise is making fun of as many horror movies as possible. Like, that checks out. But it's not... You're not watching it going like, ah, yes, I really believe the premise about this killer, you know? Like, it's it's a spoof. It's silly. So then how is Santa Jaws, Sharks of the Corn, nothing in that is unsettling, nothing in it is scary. It's just a pure stupid movie that you laugh at more than anything. That's what scary movie is. That's, I don't think that's true, though, because those have stories. Like, they're, they're silly. You, I, and Santa Jaws, I, I would argue, maybe is a little bit more comedic, like, which we didn't know until we had seen it. But at least with Santa Jaws, like that one, you can tell that as stupid as the plot was, it was plot first. Like it, its main objective was not to just make fun of existing shark movies. If we could watch shark movies, we could watch scary movie. I'm just saying. At least I laugh at scary movie. Oh, hey. God. How? Budweiser made a whole commercial over that shit. They redid the was up thing after that movie. No, 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 no. That movie redid the Budweiser commercial. What's up? Budweiser commercials existed before Scary Movie. Right. And then they, they did another one. The commercials in the movie because that's what they do. They parody stuff. They didn't even come up with their own ideas for jokes. They just took stuff from, uh, from popular culture and put it in there. But then they redid the fucking commercial after that movie because it was so good. Shame on you guys. That should be our next watch along on Discord. Or at least one of maybe not our next one. That should be one of them. I All guarantee right. if we get people in there, they will laugh their asses off. All right. I don't I, doubt that. I'm fine with that. I don't I don't mind doing that, but I'm still not gonna call it a horror movie. Yeah, it's still right. it's not a horror movie. Just to round out the pills thing, um, because last week we we went ahead and we rounded out with Greg's pill. Once again, Rob and I are on the Side with Greg. Yes. Greg, so you're proud of that. Real. On, you know what? After last week, yes. And for Friend the third the show, time, Greg. Mikey is the odd one out making insane decisions. So I'm the one not siding with Greg. I can live with that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. I'm proud of myself. That's good decisions. I'm proud of me. All right. You guys want to take a quick break? Oh, fuck. Do I got to hit my goddamn button? Yes. Please hit the button. <sighs> And where are my balls? This is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner where our listeners send in anonymously send in Italian memes, make fun of me for being Italian. <sighs> I don't understand why memes go up on Patreon. Uh, we try and describe them on the show. All um all extra anything we really discuss in length image wise goes up on patreon so just so everybody knows patreon.com forward slash social radio oh oh <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i was gonna say i thought we banned feet from this thing what happened this one technically isn't a foot thing <laughs> yeah, that's yeah fair. technically there's no feet there yeah at first glance i was upset uh this one's stupid <laughs> 
You say that about all of them. Yeah, you do say that about all of them. <laughs> They're all stupid. Except for one. This one is uh, some guy's like legs and like you see calf down and right around like midpoint of the ankle, it turns into a hand instead of a foot. And it's the capiche hands instead of feet. And it says how, how Italian people walk. Getting out of hand and feet. <laughs> That's the part that makes it for me is the getting out of hand and feet. <laughs> now, I, I'm curious, though. You said all of them are stupid except for one. Was that the one that was your launch from, from Wednesday? No, that was ridiculous and then absurd is what that <laughs> we was. We know no, it was ridiculous. That's why we sent it. <laughs> That's right. like, why would he send us this? Because I wanted to show you guys my joy. Excuse me. <laughs> God damn. Was it the Italian battleship? <laughs> no, you sent that to me randomly the other night. You I did. I love the Italian. I, did. I just, I, I sent it. I said, never forget. Son of a bitch. No, it was the, the chicken dance thing. Because that oh. one was realistic. Now, the Italian battleship is still the best one, in my opinion. Fucking hate that thing. It's, it's a pizza floating just floating over a small wave. <laughs> Not even a big pizza. It's a little personal fucking pepperoni pizza. Yeah, no, this is ridiculous. Like, whoever keeps it. I got to figure out a way to get somebody to, to hack into Cap's phone and just delete that <laughs> folder. Well, the good news is we've got to be almost to the end of this. Yeah. What do you mean? We've only got 57 weeks left. See, that's just over a year. You can do this. It doesn't seem to move, though, is the thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like this one. This one's not good. Again, uh, at least it wasn't real feet, I guess. No, yeah, no. The foot stuff I can't do. Yeah, the thumbnail made it look like feet. I didn't like that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be back with this week's pick with this Rob pick, which is usually scary. Banger. <laughs> House of the Devil. House of the Devil. It's been a it's been a while since we've really got to pick a movie, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We had the Patreon pick last week. We took off the week before that. Slashy, slashy. And then we had two Patreons. We did the strangers in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, what made you pick this one, Rob? Because at least the strangers had like a, you know, there was a reason that we picked that when we did. Like it was talked about. This one's out of nowhere. What made you Um, I had asked like, uh, I think twice what movie anybody wanted to do. Nobody said anything in our group chat. So then I went to my list of uh, movies that I've uh, selected for the show and went, which one would I like to watch this week? And I landed at the House of the Devil. Because nice. you brought this up a lot. So then I said, hey, let's let's watch this one. And nobody objected. So we did it. No, I was actually looking forward to watching this one. Yeah. I mean, it's a Ty West movie. Ty West is a director that we've talked about a lot on the show recently with X and Pearl and the upcoming Maxine. And this is, um, I don't know if this is his first movie because um, he did a the Cabin Fever sequel, which came out the same year. This was not um, his first movie. So, but this one I know he wrote and directed. And mm. I know that he tried to have his name removed from the Cabin Fever sequel. That's Smart a ballsy man. move. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Yeah, he uh I, I looked into that also because you know, Ty West he he wasn't looked at when this movie came out in two thousand and nine, the way he's looked at now after X and you know, all these other things that he's done. Uh he did something called The Wicked. Uh, that's a short. He did Prey, which is also a short. Did a movie called The Roost. Then it was Trigger Man and then another short, and then he got House of the Devil. Okay. Okay. This was, um, yeah, I haven't heard of the other movies. This one is, this was the first Ty West movie that I saw. And this had um, some buzz about it in the horror community when it came out. I remember hearing a lot about it. And I was uh, really impressed with it when I watched it. So um, this was sort of my introduction to Ty West. Um, and I've seen every one of his movies since, except for In the Valley of Violence, which is a Western he did. And I just don't like Western, so I didn't fucking watch it. No. Um, and I've liked all of them to varying degrees, but you know, obviously X and Pearl are two amazing movies. So, uh, he's a director. A lot of people are talking about these days. So I thought it'd be fun to go back and, and look at this movie. Uh, this was also my introduction into Ty West, except for because it was the first movie that I'd ever seen of his. Um, I, I did not register who he was. Um, and I think you rob were actually the one that reminded me because i was like i think maybe x is my first ty west movie and then we were talking about this and it's like oh yeah i did see that yeah he um i was impressed enough with this movie that i took note of who made it and was actively looking for his next film um which i think was the innkeepers if i'm not mistaken um which i also really liked and then he did uh the cult movie i don't remember the name of that one basically jonestown mm. um and then he was kind of gone from horror for a while like he did um he did that western movie that i said he did some television too um and then he came back with x part of the television he did too was uh the scream series and also the exorcist series yeah um mm. which i don't know if you guys ever watched the exorcist series but it was really good Seems no really good. i I keep thinking I'm going to go watch it, but I, I have such a tough time. I feel like horror series are just there. They feel like more of a commitment they do. than a horror yeah. movie. It's, uh, and once I'm watching them, like I don't mind, but it's, it's hard to sell me on one. It is it's the same thing with me. It's hard for me to, to sit down and watch and commit to watching a, a series, but I did the exorcist. I think it's two seasons. I think it only got two seasons. Um, and they're both really good. I, I did enjoy that, that show. Um, so that's kind of how that made this movie made it on the list. And then when I was looking through the list of movies um, that I thought of that might be fun to talk about on the show, that was the one that stood out to me. It's one I'd like to watch this week. So that's how we got here. All right. This is my first time watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick sum uh -oh. up of it. <laughs> I, I like this movie a lot. <clears throat> For about an hour and change. And it, it, I never, I don't know. I, I feel like they had a real, this is a rare moment where I'm going to say the movie should have been longer. Really? Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever said that on this show. I was extremely interested to see what you would think of it, Mikey, because you're notoriously not a fan of slow burns. And this is a pretty fucking slow burn. It is, but I, one of my first notes on this thing, it would be nice if I had them open. Well, okay, my first note was 
Ty West knows how to set a goddamn mood, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like this felt like the 80s. And, and you know, there were a couple spots where it didn't sure, but it, just the camera, the cinematography, everything about it, it, it screamed older movie. Right, that's the thing. A lot of people, first of all, a lot of, we get, we've gotten a lot of stuff recently since Stranger Things really set yeah. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's always, whenever people set stuff in the 80s, they always have like a lot of neon and flashy stuff. And I always feel like, oh, that's people who re- didn't really live through the 80s because the 80s were pretty bland and beige. Yeah, like yeah. it's this weird millennial romantic, yeah. like r- romanticizing of the 80s yeah. that we see a lot in movies. There's a lot of, I guess, movies and media and stuff from the 80s where there's a lot of flashy neon colors and stuff. But for the most part, Everything was a lot of just beige and bland in yeah. the 80s. Like, you know, if I went to somebody in my family's house or hell, my family's house, you know, we had like a beige couch and like everything <laughs> was just blah. Um, and he really hits that in this movie. But I do think that more than just it being a movie set in the 80s, this is a movie that looks like it was made in the 80s. Like if I, if I walked in halfway through this movie and didn't know what it was and you asked me what year it came out, I'd be like, I don't know, 1984, you know, yeah. like it's, it looks like it was made in the eighties. Um, everything from the, 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 you know, he, he chose film stock that would have, they would have been available to them in the eighties. It, you know, the cinematography, the way it's shot, just mm-hmm. everything about it screams eighties movie, yeah. which we've seen him do now more recently in X and Pearl. Yeah. Where he's, he's recreated, not just the setting of the film, you know, in like costumes and the music and the way people dress, but the actual look of films that came out at that time. Yeah. And those were all elements that I was I was kind of interested to revisit because when I watched this for the first time, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, didn't know who Ty West was. I didn't even care that much about like what time period this was supposed to be emulating. You know, I was like, oh, it's a horror movie. I'm going to watch it. You know, I think it was pretty much my entire thought process there, but I was kind of interested to do a rewatch because now that I have seen, now that I have more opinions about like different decades of horror films and I do like seventies horror so much. And I have seen X. uh, I was really curious to see how this held up in comparison to other eighties horror. And I'd say really well, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not as appreciative of it in the house of the devil as I was in X, but I don't think that's an execution thing. I think that's just an, I like seventies decade horror, you know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see his take on the eighties with Maxine. That's I do wish, I know we don't do like double features on the show, but that Mm. is something that I would be really interested to do. (laughs) It's like house of the devil, Maxine. Yeah, I don't expect Maxine to look anything like House of the Devil. I expect Maxine to be a lot more like that uh, bright neon. Yeah. <laughs> like, but because I, I assume it's also going to be because it's because of the way it's spelled and nothing else. I'm expecting it to be a lot more like adult movie set themed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be adult movie set themed and also set in Los Angeles where things maybe were a bit more neon and flashy in the eighties than, you know, when yeah. I was growing up in Indianapolis, you know? yeah. um, 
So I, you know, I don't think it's going to going to necessarily be out of character for no. an 80s film. It's just going to to look quite a bit different, I think. In a different part of the world, the country. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, look very different. But uh, back to what you were saying before, Rob, slow burns. It dude, when they're executed well, it doesn't bother me. The acting was good. It was great in this. Uh, the story was interesting. They presented everything well. It it didn't. I like the story of this. That, that's the thing. When I look at a, at a movie, you know, this was only like, what, an hour 35, I think. Which is, you know, that's a good length for a movie. Mm-hmm. And usually I'll look at it and say, okay, you could take out some of this story and put in a little more bang for the buck. Like, you know, blood, cuts, all that stuff. And, you know, I'd probably enjoy it more. When I'm looking at something I didn't like overall, I didn't want to lose any of the story. I think that one thing that this does well that um, maybe a lot of slow burns lack is the, even though there's nothing happening on screen um, at any given time, there's not uh, anybody being attacked or any of that sort of thing happening. There is a, an ominous feeling the entire movie. Yes. This movie is scary. Like it makes yeah. me uncomfortable to watch it. Right. Like you're watching it and you feel that something's not right. You're not sure what that something is, but you know it's not right. And my favorite part is that, like, there are things that it's very obvious uh, with the plot of this movie to look back and be like, okay, this was a red flag. This was a red flag. This was a red flag. But there are also a lot of, like, those same kind of, like, because, and I think that's something that, we don't see captured a lot in horror movies. We, the audience are watching people in horror movies, like ignore red flags left and right. And we're like, Oh, that's so dumb. But there's just weird shit that happens in real life that we don't like that, that we just ignore. And it's fine every single day. And I think what Ty West has done with house of the devil is he's really good at introducing so many, just like uncomfortable, weird things that actually don't lead to anything, you know, where I, it kind of makes it feel like you, you don't know which thing is going to go off right? at any given point. Um, yeah. And I think a really good example, like D. Wallace at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. it, it, especially because it's like the opening of the movie, you know, she's got to get money together for this house and the realtor is just like really nice about it. And it's like, you don't see that real often. <laughs> and even though it's a nice gesture, it's not like welcoming and like, oh, come into this house you know like we'll waive the fee for you it's just one of those like it's a nice gesture but is it too nice like is this going to be a problem later yeah and also god love the 1980s when you could get a one-bedroom place for 300 bucks a month yeah man (laughs) yeah and that's the thing too like i I don't know how a younger audience looks at that dude Two hundred, a hundred dollars, even the original price he was in debt for this, especially you know taking account her situation and everything. Hundred dollars is a good amount of money in the eighties. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially some college kid, that's a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. blow a hundred dollars in a weekend now, easy. <laughs> oh yeah, not doing much. <laughs> you blow a hundred dollars, <laughs> which is scary. Goes for a hundred dollars, like nothing. Yeah, blew a hundred dollars yesterday on my fucking cable bill alone, <laughs> uh, or my internet bill alone, rather. Yeah, but I, you know, and, and I we praise Ty West a lot for this movie, and we should, because he deserves it. He wrote and directed this thing, and it, it's great, and he made a really great movie. But also, um, watching it this time, I was struck by the performance of um, um, Jacqueline or Jocelyn, I'm not sure what her name is, Donahue. 
the lead actress. Yeah. She is just alone on screen in this movie for so much of the film. She's and very she does captivating a to watch. Job. Yes. She just does an excellent job because that could get real old and fucking boring real quick. <laughs> but she does a great job uh, in her performance of keeping your attention while it's just her alone in a house. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's very true. You want to start talking about where it lost me? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Where did it lose you? Be a dick, Mikey. I'm good at that. (laughs) Before I mention that, though, I just want to, again, we got to talk about Dee Wallace. I mean, she didn't have a huge role in this or nothing. No. But I just love seeing Dee Wallace. Friend of the show. Love her. Like, I was, when this movie started, I was doing a couple other things before I settled in to watch it. And I wasn't looking at the screen while, while this moment was happening in the beginning when D. Wallace was on, on screen. Mm-hmm. And I heard her voice. I was like, that's fucking D. Wallace. There's something <laughs> about that woman, man. She's just incredible in all ways. Like, yeah, she, something about she her was, voice, even. She was great. And because of the budget of the movie, they could only afford to have her for one day. That makes sense. Uh, but uh, they, they made the most of it. She, she did a Worth great it. job and, and the very small role at the beginning, yeah. When you see D. Wallace in something, you know, like, it's like a and D. Wallace stamp of approval. It means something. I also just want to throw this out there because I think it's like, <laughs> we talk a lot about this kind of trick with the, um, with the first kill of a movie, you know, like the mm-hmm. scream thing where they get in Drew Barrymore and she dies and you're like, oh my God, they killed off Drew Barrymore and you're surprised. It was kind of the same effect watching D. Wallace in this mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, what's D. Wallace up to? Because you expect her to be in the movie more. And then you see her name pop up in the credits. Like she's got really early billing in this and you're like, oh yeah, you know, how is this going to come back later? And then right. you're kind of blindsided because it, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, no. Well, they did do an interesting thing in that, um, if I'm not mistaken, the first kill of this movie is Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's an amazing kill because it comes fucking I out of nowhere. I love that kill so much. It's so yeah. great. I mean, there's nothing really spectacular about somebody getting shot in the head, but it comes out of nowhere. And it's so great the way that they do it. Um, and it is a bit of a surprise because Greta Gerwig is Greta Gerwig. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just don't expect her to get killed off first in this movie. <laughs> and it's and yeah, it's just it's so sudden. And we had talked about like how it was sort of not a colorless movie, but it's like it's very drab. It's it's established this very monochromatic atmosphere. You know, they're just having a conversation and he's like, are you the babysitter? And she's like, no. And then all of a sudden, like the entire inside of the car is just fucking red, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, that just. Oh, yeah, it's so well done. Chef's kiss, like great moment. All right. But what pissed you off, Mikey? This this went from a movie I was very, 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 very much enjoying to me saying this is the worst cult of all time <laughs> like it was just it, it the end of this movie was very rushed mm-hmm. and i i'm sh- i'm sure it had something to do with you know budget restraints and but you some stuff doesn't take much money i understand time is money when you're making a movie renting equipment i don't know what they had to do but still I got to I got to judge what you put in front of me. The back end of this movie was insanely rushed. I agree. 
that it is rushed. Um, but I think it was intentionally rushed. I have to throw something out here that Rob is going to be really pissed about. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like we're going to agree, but I feel like we're going to take such different paths to get there. Okay. I let's also fight. I, let's fight. I also felt like the movie, like the end was rushed and it was something that used to bother me more post seeing hereditary. I really cat. feel like this is how a slow burn movie, like be, if you're going to have a story with kind of like a feverish cult pacing at the end, I would so much rather see something like this where it's like, it's rushed because she's rushed, you know, like she doesn't mm -hmm. have context into what's going on. There are no villain speeches. I don't have to have like a 10 minute monologue about payment. Like they're just, she's there. They're trying to kill her. She's trying to get out. We have this like final fight scene. It feels chaotic and crazy. And that matches her energy after we've been watching her this entire time. Like I would so much rather have it be rushed end to a slow burn movie than like an info dump at the end of a slow burn movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that that's true. Um, except for everything you said about hereditary, which is a stone cold banger. <laughs> um, Stop but, saying that. But I also think that it's intentional because what he is making is essentially one of these low budget 80s kind of movies. And oftentimes that's how these all movies also ended. That's um, true. The, the endings always also feel very rushed many times in these movies that are sort of because what he's making here is sort of a like one of the movies that you would see on a late night, uh, you know, uh, horror host television show in the 90s you know what i mean they're not exactly the the highest of quality of 80s horror films and that's <laughs> kind of what he's making and and that's how these movies often ended um the endings often felt rushed like that and and i think that that was done very deliberately and intentionally and i do think it makes sense for the story because once everything pops off everything's going to pop off in a hurry yeah but but see that's the thing it didn't pop off in a hurry is another thing that really pissed me off. She just kind of passes out. That's such a womp. Well, she didn't pass out. I think the pizza she, was was drugged. Yeah, but yeah. she, you know, she had, that's what happened though. Like she ended up just passing out. I, I understand that you know she got drugged from it. By the way, this girl is like I've never seen anybody hate pizza as much as her and keep ordering it. Like she didn't. <laughs> she had ordered pizza at that little when she was having lunch with what's her name. Didn't need a bite. Just threw it to the side and then left didn't need a bite of this pizza either stop ordering pizza get chinese that is kind of a weird thing because it's not even i i don't know i wouldn't have eaten that pizza there were a lot of stages because like if i have bad pizza somewhere i'm not going to order pizza that same night mm -hmm. you know like just I'm going to be like, I've already had one bad pizza experience today. But also if someone hands me like a piece of paper and they're like, here's this pizza number for you college kids because you love pizza. I'd be like, that's weird as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. And then also if I had that conversation where they're like, no, thank you. Like, I'd be like, that pizza's dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. um there's probably not a whole lot of options. Remember, this is the this is the early to mid '80s. It's not like uh, there's there's no Uber Eats where everything delivers. Yeah, she's kind of fucked. She's out in the middle of nowhere. 
but also she dry it's like eight o'clock i also would have eaten by then yeah i, I that i would have done <laughs> but it's she's you know she's out in the middle of nowhere there probably is only one pizza place that delivers out there that's probably true um but... so i don't think that that him giving her the number and stuff is weird the conversation was a little weird but she'd been ignoring weird stuff all night that's and true. as far as her not eating the pizza we see her take like a bite or two of that pizza and she makes a face like it tastes funny that's how yeah. we know it's drugged. And so she yeah. throws it away. You're going to eat nasty pizza. That That's the other thing, though, is because it's like, I can point here. I, I can point at this and be like, here are all of the reasons why I'd be safe because I wouldn't order pizza. But once the pizza was ordered, I don't care how bad it tastes. Like, if I was hungry enough to order the pizza, I'm probably going to eat that pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would <laughs> I'd power be dead. through, too. Remember, I ate a whole tub of bad watermelon one time. <laughs> I mean... We remember it, that bill came due. We remember. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it does kind of make sense for, for yeah. the movie in, in, in that context. Um, and there are a lot of weird conversations in this movie. And I think that's the tough part that as a viewer, we kind of have to get past is how she keeps brushing it all off. And the pizza, com the conversation with the pizza guy is one of those because it is awkward. But she also has like an awkward exchange with the the wife and an awkward exchange with the guy who's hiring her. Um, and she she looks past all of those. So and I think it's kind of a situation where you're like, well, all right, well, that was weird, but whatever. You know what I mean? How many yeah. times are you willing to in one night say, Well, that was weird, but whatever? <laughs> yeah. And she held the pizza box flat up against yeah. her chest and she did hold it weird, yeah. Fucking Christ. But no, it was it was a it was just a womp for me. I'm like, really? That like, yeah, this cool chase, and she's putting up a fight, and she just passes out. I don't know. That was just like the beginning of that was the downfall for me. And I thought that was a womp, and then she just wakes up in this satanic, you know, summoning circle thing. And how the fuck does she get out of it? Yeah, I mean, I guess she. It, it looked like she just pulled her arms loose somehow. Worst I, cult I of know. all time. They had her hand, both hands, both feet tied up, and she just gets out. It's a terrible cult. I mean, it's two old people. One, <laughs> one guy who looks like he, he might be hillbilly strong, and then some sort of, I don't know, I don't even know if that was supposed to be an old person or a creature or what the fuck that thing was. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a bad cult. My cult would be much better. I'm not talking about you, a cult. But that, that <laughs> was the thing in the 80s, man. The whole satanic cult thing. Like, I wish they would have built it up to, you know, be a real big threatening thing. And it, it just, it was kind of a womp. Like, I thought it was going to be a whole, because they had it planned out pretty well. Like, they killed mm -hmm. the friend and it was slick. It was brutal. You're like, oh, man, these guys aren't fucking around. And then the girl that they tie up to, to offer to whatever to satan just slips her hands out and, and feet yeah. both of them four items out of rope i think that um i i get what you're saying like i think it would have been more um impressive had it been like a, a bigger cult or whatever but also at some point she's not getting away then you know what i mean yeah, I, yeah that's the corner you're in yeah yeah and also, like, this is, I would rather, again, it, this just comes down to preference of things that are going to bother me in a movie. I would rather see the 
like it be a plot point that our final girl escapes from some from like a poorly tied thing then see a movie mikey's gonna get mad at me too i'm just not making friends this episode then then see a movie like joyride where she very clearly could have gotten out of that damn chair and chooses not to like i still don't see how she could have i don't understand that still to this day i i that drove me crazy (laughs) she was tied and taped to a chair she was uh, much barely. more concealed than this girl. <laughs> but, but I mean, she's just, she's surrounded by these people and she just gets up and starts stabbing it. Like, I, it just, it, it well, being surrounded by the people doesn't bother me. Again, it's a, it's an ancient old woman, two other old people and one hillbilly strong dude. I mean, you know, I could have kicked this cult's ass, I think. Not that hillbilly dude. A logistical problem that isn't covered very often in movies. I think it's got to be a lot harder to keep someone captive for a satanic ritual than it is to just shoot someone in the head. You know, like you can say, oh, they're not messing around because the friend got shot. And it's true. They're not messing around. But like, you know, it's a shot in the head. It's one and done. Like they're not getting away. It, It really only takes tying up a person wrong one time for you to know you know that you can't do that but also they had failed a lot of these things before you know and i doubt it was because the girl escaped the ropes and started stabbing people you know it might have been like presentation though you know as a viewer (laughs) it just looks like these guys are fucking badasses you know look what he did goddamn like yeah it didn't take much but what we see on screen it you know it was a it was good it was effective it was plotted it was you know everything a cult should be and then this girl in front of like four people just slips out of rope and stands up i was like what the fuck but also we have to keep in mind too that the ritual doesn't work if they kill her yeah yeah but they i i get it just it was just and maybe Take away the the thing that I the one thing I could take out of this movie, her whole the scene where she's listening to her music and playing pool. Mm-hmm. And I could have did without that. If you could have filled that with something else, it probably would have been better. I, A little bit I more of like that. Um, yeah, it yeah. was like, you know, that's what you're going to do if you're at a house by yourself, basically. Right. I mean, as far as she knows, there's an elderly woman upstairs who probably won't need her help but might you got to kill time somehow and and i like that they showed her doing that and sort of you know going about it as if she had settled into what was just going to be a normal easy night for her to make some easy money before everything kind of you know got weird again yeah not if it if i didn't have the problems i had with the end i wouldn't have minded it but yeah, I would. I I definitely think they could have used that time a little more. Effect. If that's all the time we get, I just thought it could have been used with a little bit more of what was going on. That was my. It it lost me at the end of all that, and it really hard. And I was so in, and it just lost the shit out of me. I will say that when I think of this movie, it like if I go a while without watching it, and I think about this movie. I very rarely think about the end. I do think about the uh, the the Greta Gerwig getting shot in the face a lot because it's so impactful when it happens. And I also think about like just the creepiness of her in that house and all the sort of weird stuff that is kind of happening, but she can't tell if there's something really 
you know, bad happening there or not. And I think how, about how effective that is. And I think less about the the ending of this movie. You know, the thing I think about most, I think, is probably when I haven't seen it recently, because right now I'm thinking about Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Um, but like when I was thinking back to this movie in anticipation of the rewatch, I really the stuff with the phone at the beginning was just deeply unsettling, mm-hmm. you know, where she's like using the payphone to call. And that conversation is just really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just the fact that she calls and doesn't get an answer, and then he calls her right back on that phone. Yeah, and then she asks how he gets the number, and he right. just, like, moves right along. Yeah. And like, oh, Yeah, it's a little weird, right? Because there wasn't any Star 69 in that time. He still had a goddamn rotary phone in his house. <laughs> hmm You guys ever use a rotary phone, by the way? I have. Yeah. I assume, yeah. I assume you've never used a phone that was attached to a wall before, Kat. <laughs> no, we had a landline. Uh, and I had to take, uh, this is like the floppy disk fucking thing all over again. I had to take, a train, like a safety training course when I was in like kindergarten and they were like, now here's how you dial 911 on a cell phone, which was like shiny and new. And then mm-hmm. they were like, and here's how you dial, dial on a landline. And I was like, okay. And then they had to teach us all how to use a rotary phone to dial 911 in case we <laughs> were at like our grandparents' house or whatever. Yeah. Um, because they thought that was going to be really relevant to me. And sure. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where I used one. My grandmother used to have one when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. I would, had to use it at her place. I remember um, when my sister, who's uh, about eight years younger than me, she was in, high, I think, high school. And um, my stepmom bought a rotary phone for the house. And then she was so pissed because she couldn't figure out how to use it. She was like pushing <laughs> the numbers and shit. <laughs> That's a yeah. way of doing it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, my stepmom just bought it because she thought it was kind of like whatever, you know, kind of a cool little kitschy thing to have in the house or whatever, you know. My dad ordered like what he thought was a rotary phone for the house because he thought it was going to be really cool, but it was like a rotary shaped phone with buttons, and he was he was pretty pissed. He was like, "This isn't a vintage rotary phone." That's funny. Yeah. If I- did your your house phone have a cord on it though, Kat? Uh, no my my house phone did not have a cord on it. I got I've got my ass whooped over fucking walking into people with that damn cord. <laughs> um, I I went through all this was this was a hard movie to take notes on because I was kind of just caught up in it mostly. I didn't take a lot of notes at all. As a matter of fact, we've already talked about everything I took notes on. Me too. Pretty much same here. Other than other than the fact that um, I did write that no matter what happens, I'm getting the other two hundred dollars this guy owes me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Come back with the police and the task yeah. force. But I want my two hundred dollars for. Um, all right, so you guys want to get into reviews and facts and stuff? Yeah. Hell of a deal. Um, so one thing that I learned really quick about this, uh, looking up information for it, critics liked this movie a lot more than audiences did. And that it, it's not the like largest disparity we've had, but it, it comes up a lot. <laughs> uh, so our this is a certified fresh movie according to the official tomato meter, which has it at an 85%. 
uh, with 101 yeah. reviews. So like a lot of critics weighed in on this one. Usually we don't wait. We've like barely got enough critics to get an official score for horror movies, but we have a decent number here. Uh, the audience score, however, is 63%. Okay. Uh, which is pretty much exactly reflected on IMDb. We have a 6.3 out of 10 on the reviews and the reviews. Um, I don't always summarize the reviews, but all of the people that loved it uh, pretty much covered the things that we covered. They were like, hey, Ty West is great. This felt like a real 80s movie. Great slow burn horror, you know, good performances, great cinematography. And that was pretty much it. The people that hated it all felt like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was that was just like so. It was very common to to see those kinds of uh, one end of the spectrum or the other. Yeah, I mean, that that doesn't surprise me. Um, I think a movie like this is going to get that kind of reaction. Um, People are either going to really dig it. And if you're not buying into what's happening, I could see how this could be extremely boring like if you're not buying it at all yeah you know then you're going to be bored because and that's one of the reasons that none of us took too much notes or too many notes or had a lot to talk about because it's hard to talk about this movie you almost have to just experience the film because it really is largely just one girl in a house by herself (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so the reviews that I pulled, I did end up pulling a one-star review. The 10-star reviews were all very long and, like, well-nuanced and well-spoken uh, and things that I was pretty sure we were going to cover, which we did. Um, but I did pull a one-star review that uh, was interesting. <laughs> and I guess we're going to talk about it right now. All right. <laughs> um, One out of ten. The volume levels in this piece of crap were the most offensive part. What? Okay. Any movie that were forces there problems me problems with the volume. I didn't. No, okay. I, I did not experience. I, no, this. the sound mix was fine. But I, I will say, I think maybe the person. I'm hoping because otherwise this is really offensive. Um, I'm hoping that the person that wrote this has autism, and that's going to come up in a minute. Okay. Um. So I think it might have been like a sensory issue. Okay. Maybe. I, I could see that because when the phone rings, it is loud, but it's that's on purpose. It's not really a a mistake. It's supposed to make you kind of jump. Yeah. Um. So any movie that forces me to turn the volume down to two or three out of 100 for songs, telephone rings or doorbell sounds gets an automatic fuck you from me. <laughs> <laughs> If you or anyone you know has autism, hit them in the temple with a baseball bat. It will be less painful than this movie and certainly much less a waste of their time. Any idiot that said this was like a classic 80s horror movie has clearly not seen any movies from the 80s. Uh, And then they provide us a helpful list of 80s horror movies like The Poltergeist, The Thing, The Shining, Fright Night, Child's Play, Sleepaway Camp, etc. None of those movies take an hour and 15 minutes to get into any action and none of them assault your ears and your neighbor's ears. Like this worthless piece of garbage. Wait a okay. minute, His neighbors. Is, is is he the problem? How how loud was this on your television, brother? <laughs> your neighbors heard it. Two to three out of a hundred. I will give them that. Yes, when the telephone rings and the doorbell rings, 
and some of the songs play it is louder but that was all intentionally built into the movie that way it's not like it's a mistake um you know the the song that plays louder than a lot of stuff is the fix one thing leads to another and it's when she's listening to her headphones so we're sort of in her sort of space and the, the telephone makes her jump when it rings so it's loud so that we'll jump also when it rings and like this paragraph in particular this was the reason why i kept this review well first of all it was the only one i saw that mentioned sound so Mm -hmm. it was something i wanted to bring up for that but also this paragraph in particular i thought was worth talking about and we touched on it a little bit in the beginning where this was not like the high budget side of the 80s movies right um so i i don't entirely feel like this was trying to stand up to things like the poltergeist no the right. thing the shining like Didn't they just put the in front of everything in the title the friday the 13th no <laughs> but no that that was the other thing i was going to say it, it's not like those movies because that's not the kind of movie that he was trying to to emulate here you know this is more like a hell night or something along those lines yes <laughs> um and then and then he goes on like uh let's ignore the 90% of the movie the terrible lazy and bring set up for an hour and 15 and just examine the terrible last 15 what was with the constant interspersed shots of a demon what was the point of the dumb ceremony what was the point of the dead family uh what was the point of the shot through the head which was apparently non fatal uh, what was the point of the stupid ending? Is that supposed to be a twist? The ending is a non-ending. The movie is a non-movie. I hated every second of it and will never see this again. Yeah. What What didn't he understand with the other family? I don't know. <laughs> like, this guy is just an idiot all the way uh, around, he, I think. He's he's pretty mad about this. And then he, uh, he, he recaps uh, talking about how he wouldn't watch it again. Uh, the makers of this movie would rather use cheap, dumb, lazy, and weak volume jump scares instead oh, of writing God. suspense. And then not only will I never see this piece of worthless trash again, I will never see any movie that any of these pathetic losers make in the future. Fuck you, you jerks. Wow. <laughs> what a dickhead. So, I mean, that's like, funny. Uh, this one started out because I was like, uh, is this a problem that anyone else had? And the further I read, it's like, these are some kind of interesting points to talk about and then we just like it full violence in the yeah. end of this here so yeah i mean the the jump scare it's not they're not cheap volume it's a phone ringing it, yeah like it's I, not... I didn't think of the like and again the sound it's kind of disproportionate for effect but i don't think it's crazy i don't no. think it was anything over the top i would not say that there's a single jump scare in this movie no not really I, you know no and the only reason that the the phone ringing is kind of eerie is because they've done a great job of creating this eerie atmosphere around it so when the phone rings you're kind of like oh shit what's this gonna be you know <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I disagree with that review. I, I do kind of see the volume stuff. Like I could get how maybe that could bother somebody. Cause I do watch movies sometimes that have what I think is a poor sound mix. I have um, those movies sometimes, yes, but it's extremely frustrating, but this isn't one of them. And I've never been this angry at one of no, them. No, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the name? Do you still have that one open cat? Oh uh, no, I don't. So I close that one. Oh, I bet that was shark fizzle. All right. 
It was not shark official. <laughs> I do. Here's the, the weird thing is that I do check now to see if things are shark fizzle. I haven't found him <laughs> on IMDb yet, but I'm hopeful. He's around somewhere. I know Best it. reviewer of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, um, Shark. Here's your applause again, buddy. So our good one that we have, uh, good-ish, uh, this is a kind of a middling review just because the good ones weren't that funny. Uh, this one I did think was funny. This is a 7 out of 10. And the review is titled, What Quentin Tarantino Should Be Doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not only is this a perfectly shot period piece, the 1980s, with a rotary dial, with, yes, with a rotary dial telephones and a cassette player jamming the fix and all, but it is filmed and directed exactly like a 1980s horror movie and done so not as tongue and cheek parody like most of the flops Tarantino has made, but instead it is done quite seriously, tiny Roman numerals in the title scene and all. The plot is quite simple, with an hour of character development leading up to a half hour of suspense and gore, and the references to horror classics such as Rosemary's Baby and When a Stranger Calls are subtle enough to produce an eerie sense of deja vu. When I see gems such as this, I think this is the type of thing Quentin Tarantino should be doing, like six <laughs> times a year, but it just isn't. There's a must with what Quentin Tarantino's doing. If you don't like his movies, don't watch them my favorite part is that he wants him to do it six times a year <laughs> this is a must see for any fan of cult classics uh 70s and 80s low budget cinema so, so this guy kind of gets it but he was pissed at quentin tarantino Wait, when he wrote like tarantino Yet he wants a surprising amount of Tarantino movies. He wants so many Tarantino period pieces <laughs> like <And> this. <laughs> also, Tarantino, is he known for his flops? I didn't think that was a thing. I have no idea what flops he's referring to no. here. So, yeah, that was one I wanted to read. And then uh, this might be a little bit of a preview for our Patreon next week because I just couldn't not talk about this last guy. Um, I spent too much time. I spent almost an hour um, with this one very, very short review because it led me down a whole rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this one is called... <laughs> this is... <laughs> this one is called One Lime. What? Well, I'm sorry, what? One lime, L I M E. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a three out of ten star review for the House of the Devil. One lime, pretentious indulgent. No, sorry, pretentious indulgence and a waste of time. Things have to happen in a film. The uh, the lime title of this had me so confused. Yeah. That when I tell you I spent an hour reading this person's <laughs> reviews and it just gets like crazier and crazier, <laughs> I I just it, it's a wild one. And um I I also want to point out for reference, there are two sentences in this review. Like that is broken up with a period in the middle. Um because wow. I kept thinking, my assumption here is that it was like supposed to be a one sentence review you know oh, like a right. one line and there was just a typo involved right, sure. but it's okay. i was wrong 
Um, this is just <laughs> this is just how they feel about the movie, and the title is one lime. So, <laughs> right. Um, and we'll yeah, uh, and that's where we plug our Patreon. An extra time is uh, tune in next week because this does get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one lime. One lime. <laughs> All right, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got just a little bit of trivia about this movie not not a ton uh the estimated budget was nine hundred thousand dollars its worldwide gross was one hundred one thousand two hundred fifteen dollars it uh okay assuming it got a very limited um theatrical release i did not see it until it came to netflix and it was old school netflix where they mailed the dvd to me oh yeah, yeah. I think that's where I saw it also, actually, yeah. for the first time. <laughs> uh, this was days, uh, released. Rob? Huh? Remember those days, man? Oh, I do. I no one trusted them motherfuckers. Uh. <laughs> um, this was released promotionally on a VHS tape uh, that came in a clamshell box. Oh, Yeah. Wow. Kind of cool to have one of those. Yeah. Um, the house that this was filmed in was infested with ladybugs. You can actually see some of them in some of the shots. <laughs> Most of the crew were locally sourced in Connecticut where the film was shot. That was uh, in order to help keep costs down to under a million dollars. Jocelyn Donahue did her own choreography for the dance scene. Uh Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Like they say she did her own choreography. Do you think she planned that out or did she just dance around and they followed her with the camera? I think she just danced around and they followed her with the camera. Yeah, they're like, no matter what you do, just make sure your ass knocks that vase over at the end. (laughs) When Samantha orders a pizza, the pizza guy asks if she wants a pizza with extra anchovies. That's a nod to the Patrick Dempsey comedy Lover Boy from 1989. Yeah. Oh. Have you guys seen that movie? No. Yeah, no, and I'm uh, also most places don't even sell anchovy pizza. I don't know why the fuck anybody would have eaten that in the first place. That's gross. Yeah, I don't know either. But in that movie, um, Patrick Dempsey was a gigolo who worked at a pizza place. So his clients, uh, the ladies, would call up and order a large pizza with extra anchovies, and then he knew that uh, he had to deliver that pizza so he could, uh, you know, service his clients when he was there. That's a smart oh. thing to do because ain't nobody. Yeah, because no one's going to order it with yeah. extra anchovies for. <laughs> was that the premise of the movie? Someone just really likes anchovies. It might be. And it might <laughs> shows be. up. Unless they, they, he runs into the one lady who really likes yep. anchovies, pulls his dick out on the pizza box, and he goes to jail. Um, the Coke cups that were featured in the pizza place near the beginning of the film were purchased off of eBay. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Cost and finally, um, the name of the couple, the Ullmans, is in uh, reference to The Shining. In that film, uh, Mr. Ullman is the hotel manager who hires Jack Nicholson's character and uh, then tells him the unsavory background about the hotel. It's similar to Mr. Ullman in House of the Devil. He hires Samantha, lures her out to a remote location, and only then does he sort of tell her the true nature of the babysitting job. I see. Mm. Yes. So that is it. That's all we have for trivia for this. There was not a ton. Okay. Time to score this bad boy. Rob, do you have your Portnoy prepared? I do. Would you like to go first? Because I have a number I'm sitting at, but I can be swayed one way or another. All right. Um, yeah, I I think that um, Ty West made a low-budget 1980s horror film here. 
uh, pretty much everything about it is spot on for for the era that he was trying to recreate. I think Jocelyn Donahue gave an amazing performance where she carries this entire film through that performance where it's just her largely throughout this movie by herself in a house. Um, I think that they do a great job of creating an extremely creepy and unsettling atmosphere throughout the entire film. Um, I gave it an 8.2. God oh. damn. We are close. We are really, really close. Okay, you want to go next, Scott, or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go next. I have a number okay. ready. Um, I actually had a slightly lower number ready uh, when I wrote my notes, and I wasn't feeling, like, really confident about it, so I, I checked previous port noise coming into the episode, and I felt strongly like my enjoyment of the house of the devil was in between two movies that ended up with the same port noise score, <laughs> which is crazy to me. Cause it's like, I feel like these maybe shouldn't have gotten the same score for me, but they did. I felt like this was directly in between the two of them. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and stick with it. Uh, and I ended up giving this an 8.1. Wow. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, from a 7.9. So it was like, it was already oh, yeah. very close to the number that I wrote down. It's not like there was a crazy jump, you know? All right. Well, I'm lower than you guys. That makes sense. <clears throat> the score I'm sitting at, it, it's a 6.9. It's not quite a 7 to me. And that's because of the end of the movie, man. I, I was so in, and this was a high seven all day until the point that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, it, it just, it's a shame that this, to me, it's a shame that this movie got the last 25 minutes that it got. And I was super excited too. Cause when I, you know, when shit started and she was looking around the house and here and so, I was like, okay, here we go. And I looked at the time left and I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna really get into some shit. Let's go. Cool. I'm in. And it just wasn't it was womp womp after womp womp after womp womp. And it like she lived after she was like, I don't fucking it it it's a six point nine. And the it's if I was just judging the end of this movie, it'd be a it'd be really low. And if I was judging the first hour of this movie, it'd be much higher. And this is, I feel, a fair score for it. All right. Yeah. It's not depictive of the whole movie, my 6.9. But as as a whole, like throughout, I I mean, that's what I got to give. You've got to take the bad with the good. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good mix because I really didn't like the last half hour of this movie, but enjoyed the first hour a lot. That's how I end up feeling about a lot of slow burn movies where like my enjoyment of the majority is hard to reconcile with how they end. I would like to uh, let you guys know that that gives this movie a 7.7 stone cold banger. God damn it. I drank a beer. I'm still not sure that's an expression, but it is slasher radio approved. (laughs) Otherwise yeah. known as a stone cold banger. <laughs> I drank a beer. All right. Stop saying it. I'm never going to get the use out of this button like I'm getting tonight. <laughs> Not put on the board for the show, but here we are. Um, I'll hit this button too while I'm here. And where are my balls? All right. 
<laughs> uh, that, that was a bit, you know, I'm glad you picked it, Rob. It, you know, Ty West has really cemented himself in the genre. And this just movie I never got back around to, man. I'm, you know, I'm glad I sat and watched it. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like all of his movies. Um, I was super excited about X because I'd been such a fan of his other movies. Um, he delivered with X and it I felt like everybody finally started to notice how talented he was. So, but I hadn't seen this in a long time. So I thought it'd be fun to go back and, and take a look at it again. Uh, and and it I was, still it really fun. like it. That's something I didn't mention in my little Portnoy spiel. The the production quality of this through the roof. Yeah. Through oh, the yeah. roof. Yeah. So I, I would have felt bad. I like I really tried to get to a seven. I truly did. But I can't. But it, yeah, that's true. That that dragged this a lot more because that, that ending really pissed me off. Like this should have been lower. But I I'm glad I got approved. I'm fine with that. Not mad. Stone cold banger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drank a beer. All right. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. You can get extra content for the show. Support the show, por favor. Uh, you get an extra show every week. You get um, Easter egg content before, after, during bullshits of the show. And, you know, you, there's tiers with merch. You get to pick a movie that we watch uh, once a month. It's a, it's a hell of a deal. Also, you get to, I don't I don't know if you've noticed this, Rob, but you get to uh you there's a Patreon in our Discord, which is uh, a lot more active than it has any business being lately. But you know, you can hop on there. That's for everybody. You can get into the Discord. But there's a Patreon only section in there. Oh. So yeah, only patrons have access to that chat and voice no, I chat. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Uh, non-patrons don't know it either because they can't even see it, Rob. They can't even see oh, wow. that shit in there. Yeah. Uh, and the 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 voice channel for the Patreon section is called the Myers House. Oh, I like oh. that. Yeah. yeah. What we do is we go there and we sit in there and we <laughs> we we watch the people who aren't patrons who don't even know that we're there and we make fun of them. They have no fucking idea. Yeah. So sign up so we don't sit there and make fun of you, you dumb <laughs> bastard. There were a lot of people to, it was funny too. Cause, uh, I had seen Will in there and I went to me and him were playing the little DVD, but Allie had said to, to Huff, she, we were in one of their discords. He's like, Oh, Will's in, in there. And he was like, no, he's not. I'm like, well, you can't see that section, <laughs> <laughs> but he is. Will was in there laughing at everybody. Look at him go. Yeah, he sure was. Good job. Will. <laughs> yeah. Thrill me. Uh, pay, uh, uh, slasher radio on Twitter. You can follow us there. And I'm at Mikey's dead. You can also check out the other show that I do with little miss huge clown huge penis, clown penis, Ali surreal. It's called cult FM. I've been slacking a little bit over there, but we're going to be back. Uh, actually too. Will had given us an idea for cult that, uh, you, you guys, especially Robert going to hate it, but it it's like a, it's like a, Horror Pokemon battle is the oh, best Jesus way. I can. Christ. It's <laughs> not is it's, that it's not how it how it seems. I don't want to give too much of it away right now, but it it's gonna be really fun and I'm actually very excited to do it. I'm glad you have that show so we're not doing that dumb <laughs> shit over here. <laughs> it's gonna be cool. I, I I predict you are going to like it. We'll see. All right. <laughs> and also uh next week, don't forget I will be <laughs> Rob's that I think that has to be bleeped, right? I think I maybe. So. Good lord! It's a metaphor. I want to, <laughs> you know, but but I feel it should be bleeped metaphorically. 
is that is what I'm doing. And I'm getting them back for the Carousel 3 thing. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Next week, going to be fun. Can't wait. <laughs> what about you, Rob? I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob123. And you can listen to the other show that Kat and I do together, the Nick Fucking Woo Cagecast. That's Nick F and Woo if you're looking for it in your podcast player because they won't let you say fuck in the title of the show, apparently. Um, and we have uh, just released our episode on the Martin Scorsese film, Bringing Out the Dead. Never seen that movie. You should check it out. It's got Nick Cage in it. Mm. You know it's going to be whatever if it has Nick Cage in it. Martin Scorsese and Nicolas Cage. Come on. Are there any puppets in that movie? Hey. No. Oh, thank God for the puppets. Hey. What about shoving things? Cat, <laughs> where they finding you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. You can find me pretty much anywhere else at cat velour. Check out my website, catvelour.com. Hell of a deal. All right, guys. <laughs> Come back for the fun next week. Good night from Slash Radio. You're in for it, you fuck. Mm-hmm. Do we get to know now? No. Okay. Nope. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.